Episode 17 of the Coach Killers Podcast. My name's Stefan. I'm here with Nick. Nick, how are you going, mate? Absolutely awesome, mate. And we've got a massive show ahead, the big one, seven, 17 episodes. Yes. How, how it's flown by. I can't believe it. And, you know, we are the best uh, podcast in all of Australia, maybe even the world. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, um, Australia definitely. You know, we bring you all their special guests every week, this and that. And this week... No one got, can match us, mate. Well, no this week we've got us. the one and only from Melbourne City. Yes, Mr. Dario Vidisi. Yes, huge, 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 um, awesome interview as well with him. He's very insightful. Yeah, you know? real legend. Um, but stay tuned for that. Um, but as always, let's kick it off with our... Coach Killer of the Week. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Just before we start off with the Coach Killer, this is a repeat offender, I should say. <laughs> uh, they've been a Coach Killer previously, so this is their second time up. Yeah. Um, I know it's it's a bit close to your heart, but give me a drum roll. And our coach killer of the week is AS Roma. <laughs> Why are you having a go at my team for? Oh, mate. I thought we agreed that we'd never put our teams as po- our coach killers. Oh, well, your team's been there. I Manchester know. United's been there. I know. A few other teams. But this is uh, the second time. AS Roma's come up again. Yep. They've had to be. Like, Not there's, good. there's nothing. Are they in crisis? What's going on? Um... I think they are in crisis, it's fair to say. It's only been five games, though. Um, but well, sitting in 14th, right, yeah, five, five points yeah, from five a possible points. 15. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's bad. Yeah. Um, I you mean, know, in certain games, things have happened, you know, with situations. They're not being pl- they haven't played a full 90 minutes together yet, in my opinion, a proper one. Mate, they, in their past five games, they've lost four. Drawn one. But that's with the friendly match well, against Benevento, which we Benevent- won't count. Benevent- <laughs> who? Like, you know what I mean? Like, all right, whatever. They lost during the international break, but still. And now they've also blown two 2-0 two leads um, at halftime at their own home, right, at their yeah. home ground against Kiev and Atalanta. And what what's going on? <laughs> I, I wish news? I could say, I mean. Is De Francesco the problem? I don't think he's the problem. Is Monchi the problem? I don't think Monchi's the problem either. I honestly have got one batch of people to critic. It's the players, man. It's the, the, players. the yeah. players. Yeah, it's the players. They're the ones that are, you know, listening to the boss during the week, well, training during the week, and they go out there and put performances I in I mentioned like that. this before the season start. How can a team that, you know, made the Champions League semifinals Go and sell all, all their top players now, this is the, and still compete. The, it's not possible the majority, and it's showing. The majority of Roma fans are like, oh, you know, it's Monchi's problem as a president. No, it isn't because Alisson wanted to leave. Salah wanted to leave. Strutman, Don't worry about Salah. Salah was gone. Okay, but what I'm saying is Strutman wanted to leave. He agreed for the deal to Marseille. Yeah. Nyngolan was the one that they shouldn't have let go. Nyngolan was the one that didn't want to leave. But that's three starters and quality players that have left your team. Yeah. And who have you replaced them with? Enzonzi. Like, all right. And Zonzi, Pastore. He's, he's decent, but you know. he couldn't hack it uh, in the Premier League. He couldn't hack it in the, you know, yeah, it's severe. Um, um, look. Maybe the Italian league's a bit better for him, a bit slower. I think it suits him. But, but then you've got Pastore as well, another filler player. Like, look, who the, really... problem is, the problem is, right, 
it, the problem is with the club. The club needs to understand that they're not in a position to fight for the title. They're not. If you look at the yeah. team like Napoli, look at their starting eleven. They've got great players everywhere, right? But they don't sell their players. They don't sell. That's right. Their players don't agree to leave. Our Roma, players agree to Roma leave. Roma is the Arsenal. Of the Italian I wouldn't league. say we are. We're selling to build a future. But that's that's what, that's what Arsenal are doing, right? I think they've changed their philosophy now. You've maybe. got to remember as well, a stadium's at the you know about to be approved for Roma to you build. You sound Where's like an Arsenal fan, mate. This is what they they were. I saying. know, but this is true. Look, we've got a stadium to build. We've got. But this that's right. That. But that's right. We we have. Who's going to pay? Where's the money going to come from? The president's not that rich. He's not going to pay for everything. Mate, put yourselves on the share market or something like. We are. <laughs> They Get are. some investment in, um, you know. Well, look, um, Roma are in retiro at the moment, which is when you come back from a game, you know, and the games haven't gone too well. They're staying at the, the home ground base in Rome there. Okay. So they've stayed there all week. And the big, well, they've got two big matches coming up. Yeah, we've got Frosinone tomorrow and Lazio on the weekend, which is the, yep, derby. the derby. They're both derbies, actually, to be honest. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, De Francesco said, basically, we'll see if the re- the retiro worked against Frosinone. So he's basically saying that if they don't win that game, yep. it's all over. He's out. Well, f- b- losing to Bologna, was it? What, you told me something a couple of days ago. Was that the first time in twenty years or something? That first time in fourteen years that Rome has lost to Bologna. That's right. And the president has come out and said, you know, he's absolutely disgusted with the performance. You know, yeah, which doesn't help things either. Um, we'll see what happens. Look, I, I like the manager. I think he's the right manager for us. I hope they turn it I around. think so too. Like, I agree with you. I think if they the get players are the problem more if, than anything. Like, you've you've lost quality, haven't really think, replaced that quality. That's really. right. I think if there's one sacrifice to make, I honestly think it has to be Monchi. And I, but the thing is, if the coach goes, Monchi goes. So Roma will fall apart completely. The season's gone. You've lost a lot of experience and gained and brought in a lot of inexperienced young players. And that's, that's right, and they've got to understand that, you know. Um, but you know, the next three games are at home. Yeah, they have to pu- push and win yeah, if they want to turn the season happens. around. Because after that, you know, what's that? Game week seven, eight. Game week eight, and if they're still it's on five points, oh, it's all over, mate. Time we'll to throw in the towel, mate. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. But um, that's enough about bagging your team. Thank and God, putting you down. <laughs> Uh, AS Roma, you're our coach killer of the week. <laughs> uh, let's move on to game of the week. Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Stefan, what was our game of the week this week? Liverpool against PSG. What a game. Ooh, what the a Champions game. League Mate, battle. It was intense. I tell you what, I don't support either of these teams, but I was like looking with intrigue. It was ridiculous. So, you know, Liverpool go up 2 0, right? You know, at the start of the game, they're on fire, running through everywhere. Um, PSG tr- uh, trying to find a response. They couldn't find one. I can't believe Daniel Sturridge scored the first goal. I know. Game. That, that threw me <laughs> off. I cannot believe he scored the first goal. That was ridiculous. He ended up finishing 3-2 with a late goal. From Firmino. Yeah. Deserved? Uh, look, I think it should have been a draw. But okay. I tell you what, they did well to win it. That's when you find out if a team's a real team and can win and beat the best, and they did. Credit to Liverpool. I'm still... I'm, I want to actually... I, hang on. I want to ask you something. This is your opinion. Are Liverpool in running for the Champions League and Premier League double, considering the form they're in at the moment? Do you think they can win both? Let me have a look through my sound effects wheel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Definitely not 
in the running for both. Oh, you're savage, mate. Um, you don't think at all that they can complete for both? It's just form, current form, and it's going to die out. They're so not going to go on a run like Man City last season. So you Even think Man City's look shaky, right? The, the race is wide open. Still too early. Um, Liverpool's, <laughs> they're going to, Liverpool's luck is coming to an end very You think soon. their luck's, Watch you've been saying space. it for the last two weeks now. That's right. I, if, if they've still got, you know, getting the results by, you know, game week 10 at the end of game week 10 or 11. You'll concede title I'll, defeat. No, <laughs> not title defeat, but I'll, I'll concede that they've improved and are better. Ooh, all right. Watch we'll, that space. Well, that we'll are see. better than they were last season. We'll see. So moving on from that, let's look at some of the results over the week. You know, unbelievable results happening, left, yep. right and centre. Let's start with your mob, Manchester United, yeah, well, drawing Wolves have turned to Wolverhampton around. Wanderers. Wolves have turned around, got a draw against United, got a draw against City as That's well. That's right. Um, you know, they're, they're looking the real deal And um, what about, to what stay about, up from relegation. Yeah, and what about this morning? Being knocked oh. out by Derby County on penalties. I know yeah, it's the I Carabao Cup. I don't Cup. really know what to make of it. Um, yeah. We, st- we, we, we did just field a very, you know, decent side. It wasn't, you know, second stringers. Yeah. Um, maybe the players weren't motivated to win the Carabao Cup. I don't know. Possibly, possibly. Mourinho yeah, even said um, in his interview, he's like, we wanted to win, but at the end of the day, it's the lesser of the... That's the right. cups and That's it's not right. fast. You shouldn't be focusing on. on it. Correct. These things happen. You Correct. Know, Derby, yeah. like Lampard's first game against his old manager. Yeah. It's great for him. It's you good know, to have an ECV. They anyway. probably wanted it more. Yeah, of course. That's for them is like, woof, you know. <laughs> but what about Manchester City losing to Lyon in yeah. Champions League? I know. When I saw that, I was like, what the hell? What happened yeah. here? Well, they lost 2-1. I can't believe it. And then Lyon back it up by pumping Marseille 4-2. Either Leon's in stunning form or Man City are a big pretender when it comes to Champions Leagues. I think a bit of both. To I be mean, yeah, possibly. Man City, we've seen it previously, you know. They can't compete when it comes to Europe. They just can't. Is Barcelona's draw a bigger bigger deal than Man City? Uh, not really. I mean, Barcelona's... At home at the new camp. I know they drew 2-2 with Girona at home, Barcelona. With Messi in your team. Oof. Look. And you're drawing to... I know, a but Benevento of, <laughs> of Spain. <laughs> of Spain. Um, I think Man City's way worse because they've yeah. bluffed everyone again into yeah. thinking they're a Champions League contender when clearly they're like Liverpool. I'm telling you now, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also, Monaco this morning lost to Angers. Yeah, one nil. Who the hell's Angers? It's Angers, by the way. I would say Angers. Say Angers. Go. I'm not French. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they lost one nil. They're supposed to be a contender for that uh, French title, or at least, yeah, you know, at least pushing. To... Yeah, but um, you know, they there. went down. But the biggest news of this morning's games was Inter beating oh, Fiorentina. Please, I know you're not convinced, but that's please. a good result for Inter. There, it's a great result for Inter. You know, they're, they're worse especially than a, after they're worse they, than sorry. a bank account because they go up and down every especially week. Especially <laughs> after they beat Tottenham in the Champions League as well with two late winners. Oh, Matt. You can't keep this up. I think they Inter, won this morning with three, three shots on target, and they had a penalty. It's just slowly becoming my favourite Italian side. Slowly, get just out of the studio right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, why? Why aren't you convinced? Why? Because, like I said, three shots on target this morning. Clearly, Fiorentina were all over them like a bad rash for most of the game. Um, you've got guys like Acardi, right? This. Big, big star for Inter Milan. He scored his first goal of the season now. It's match day five and you're a striker. That's world class. You know, he scored in the Champions League too, mate. First Champions oh, League goal. come on. Big Inter, you know, always <laughs> the big talk and then they let you down. I, I don't think nothing of it. 
And then you got Bayern Munich also drawing against Augsburg. That was know? ridiculous. This morning too. What what is going on, mate? This I week's been the week of death. Saying, that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm not fussed. United getting out of the Carabao Cup, whatever. You know, all, all it's big the Carabao teams Cup. That's yeah, right. yeah, I know. And then um, you know, Who the hell's Carabao. If no. <laughs> if Werder Bremen, you know, win this, I think tomorrow tonight. Yeah, they they can go joint top. Yeah, joint top. Yeah, that'll be ridiculous, that. mate. Can you believe Werder Bremen um, pushing? But I don't see Munich dropping. Oh, you never more. know. Look. Who knows? Maybe they're sick of it, Bayern. Maybe they want the Champions League more. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, true, true. Uh, but some FA Cup matches. Yeah, FFA. FFA, FFA spit it out, go. FFA Cup matches. <laughs> That's it. RPA against Adelaide is the first one tonight. Who yeah. do you think is going to win? Oh, I don't know. RPA's been yeah, impressive. Yeah, they're the giant killers, mate, this season. Um, but I think Adelaide will really? get the job done. No, I'm going with RPA. Go RPA. Uh, also, we've got Bentley Greens versus Heidelberg. Yeah, oh, what, a, what, a, what a clash for yeah, the local Victorian club. It, it is a very, very it's big, a big clash. game. Uh, Bentley Greens all the way. They've yep. just signed uh, Ivan Franich's brother. Really? Joseph, yeah. He's just signed up for Bentley Greens. Let's hope we can get him on and he can give a better interview than his brother did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're just joking, Ivan. <laughs> Speaking of interviews, yes. this week we got to sit down with Dario Viricic and uh, this is how our interview went. Today's special guest is a Socceroo and has played internationally in the Bundesliga and Swiss Pro League. Please welcome from Melbourne City, Dario Vidisic. Dario, it's absolutely fantastic to have you on, mate. How are you going? Good, thank you, guys. How are you? Yeah, mate, we're great. great. Um, thank you again for coming on. Not a problem. <laughs> um, so let's just kick this off, Dario, and, you know, I want to ask, you know, what made you fall in love with the game and, you know, what made you want to get into football? Um, I think just from from a very very age, it was always football, and I was always with a football and following my, my my dad and when he was playing, and I'd be on the backfields, you know, playing with my friends or kids from the from the opposition club. So it was always my, all my pretty much childhood memories from young ages always revolving around football, and um, I used to really watch the um, nineteen no nineteen World Cup. So I had that on uh, in VHS and then the 94 World Cup. And so it was always just rewinding that back and watching it and rewinding it back. And then also the 98 where Croatia done really well and staying up and watching. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, you would have um, been happy with Croatia's performance in the World Cup. Yeah, that was also another great one. So it's it's, it's awesome, I think, to show that such a small nation can, can achieve such great success. And I think it just gives, you know, Hope for the rest of the world competing against the big, big nations. So it it, it shows that it, it is possible to do it. So I think even Australia can can see that, you know, with the the talent how they produce that talent, even for such a very small country, it's 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 possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, so who was your favourite player growing up? You know, did you have a role model or anyone that you based your game on? Um, oh, again, um, it's it's. I went from the 1990 World Cup, so I was probably about. Three, four, well, three at the time. Probably I started watching it on the VHS. Probably a four or five, and I watched that. And, and uh, Roberto Baggio, he was my favourite. And my parents even told me I'd go around telling people he was my uncle and that. I was, <laughs> I was, so I loved him that much when I was a kid because yeah, he was just phenomenal at that World Cup. And that was my that was my highlights that, that stuck from there. When especially that goal that he scored when he went from pretty much halfway. That was amazing. And uh, and the goal that he missed yeah, in the World yeah, Cup yeah. final. Eh? So um, yeah, then obviously over time it was always at a I liked Ronaldo, the, the Brazilian. 
El Phenomenos. Uh, yeah. He was one that I liked a lot. Um, Patrick Clivert. I was, I was more a striker when I was younger, so okay. it was always more the, the the strikers and the attacking players. But yeah, I just in general love football and and I remember on the World Game when they'd have that whole Sunday broadcast and waiting for that that highlights package. Yeah, like all so, of us. Uh, we'd yeah. Be, yeah, so we'd be sitting there waiting for it to start, then press record, and then I'd re- rewind it, watch it, rewind it, watch it, and then just yeah, just pretty much everything to do with football and, and yeah, just I think with everyone. Dario, we know you were part of the AIS. How was that experience for you, and how do you rate their program compared to the FFA structure now with the NPL? Um, it's actually hard to say because I, I, I only got in late into the AIS, so I was in the like the I never really made QASs. I never I was never part of that. I sort of during when it was my initial intake for my age group, I didn't make AIS because obviously I wasn't even in the QAS at 16. I wasn't really playing for the. I made the state team for the first time in a couple of years, so because I was I was a bit more of a late developer and. Um, so I wasn't too long. I was only about six months, and I, I went there as part of I signed then already for the second season of the A League, and I was more with the the current under twenty World Cup. We used AIS as preparations for our for our um, Asian Cup to qualify for the for the under twenty World Cup. So yeah, I, I sort of missed I missed out on all those things as as a kid. So I had to sort of go the hard way to 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 be a professional and. Um, which is yeah, which was probably you know made me work hard. I already had those setbacks as a younger kid that I that I sort of learned and overcame at a younger age, which was at the time was heartbreaking. I must admit, and you know, it's never easy as a kid not making, especially when I was younger. I was you know one of the first ones picked and performing well, and at under 12s I was captaining teams, and uh, and then yeah, and then I think just as that you know you're smaller, it's harder to compete. You're not as fast. You're not as physical, but I think it was a blessing in disguise where that made me have to figure out other ways to play against the bigger and quicker boys. So I had to think, I had to try to think quicker. I had to do all that. So then when I grew up and I was physically and, and um, physically able to, to compete against them, um, strength wise, speed wise and all that sort of stuff. Then the football, because I was doing years and years more of um, on the mental and technical and all those aspects where perhaps they didn't need to use that, the, the quicker boys where it was just easy put it past me and you're gone and um <laughs> so i think so i think it might have it might have been a bit of a blessing as well that i was able to almost have to try to overcome all those obstacles and and, and learn a different way to play well you got there in the end which is great but um who's had the most influence on your career um i'd have to say my my dad and my family and you know we, we've always we're a tight-knit family we we left croatia when i was very young and my father moved over here to, to try to give us a better life and for an opportunity that he had also with football so it was just my mum my sister my sister was born in australia i was born in croatia and um it's just been us four for for a long time and the rest of our families back back in croatia and in europe and um but yeah i was always in the in the house, kicking a ball. My parents probably weren't too happy about that and um, breaking the palings in the backyard. But yeah, they, they spent a lot of time with me, you know, driving me to the trainings, to games, to to go to clinics, to whatever it was at the time that we had. Yeah, definitely. It's awesome, you know, that your parents supported you and took you to training and things like that. You know, it couldn't have been easy for them. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's definitely not easy for them, you know. It was in quite a, in a lot of the camps, they all cost money. So, you know, my parents done their hardest to make sure that I never missed out on those things, and but I can only imagine now that I've gotten older and you, 
you sort of do realise how, how hard it would have been and you're very, we're obviously very grateful for it. Um, Daria, look, we know that your dad was an assistant at then Queensland Raw, which is now Brisbane Raw. Do you think this helped you with your progression? Um, well, when I when I went through, we went through Cavendish Road State High School in Brisbane, which is a like a soccer school of excellence. So we would be we'd have like six periods a week of football. So and my and my dad was and my dad was there as the like the head of the football department. So then obviously as a soccer school, that's that's the only place I really wanted to go. And um, so I, I went yeah five years. I done high school out there. So you know if you can survive that, it's it's then after that it's it's quite easy, but. No, it was it was it was awesome, and then um, as from the in that transitional period from the NSL to the A League, where there was a the old two or three years, or however long it was, probably that two-ish year mark, where we were at the Lions, and then I, I went there through the youth system and worked my way into the first team, and then as I got to the first team, that's when the um, the A League formed, and it was more through that the. Queensland Lions, and then that obviously became the Queensland Roar, and and then after that first season, that's when I went to the IS for a little while, and then yeah, came back and then started for the for the second season. But yeah, it was obviously awesome to have my my my, my dad there and to help me, and, and with Miron as well for giving me the chance and 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 letting me play. And yeah, it was just a, it was an awesome time, and I really enjoyed it. We had a we had a great team and a great bunch of guys who who looked after me, and you know, in my year, I had Milicic, Ante Milicic up front, and and um, you know, to, to learn of someone that I was, was like a hero for me when I was younger, watching Sydney United and that. So it was it was it was awesome to have someone like that that we were playing in a similar position, and you know that you can learn so much from. Yeah, it's great having someone like that there to teach you and be sort of a role model is fantastic. But um, who would you say is the toughest player you've played against? Um, I think there's been there's always you know in, when, in Germany, especially when you played against the uh, Bayern Munichs. Um, the Stuttgart, so coming up against Kadir at times, and then Van Boyten, who's a monster. He was a he was a he was a big big guy. So, I mean, you know, it's different challenges every week. So Van Boyten's very very big, very strong, but then you might come up against another one that's very quick. So then you got to adapt. And um, like even Bart Bart Schenkeveld at, at Melbourne City is a very very tough tough defender because he's very strong and he's very very quick as well. So. He's he's also a very tough matchup, and I enjoy like and going against him because it's obviously gonna you know if you're going against someone like that's a very very good defender. It's only gonna help you. So I think everywhere you go, there, there's I've, I've been lucky enough to be challenged by by great defenders, whether that was in Switzerland or in Germany with the national team, and um, and likewise in the A League. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot tougher in Europe. I'm guessing. You know, how would you say the pressure in Europe from the players is different to you know the players here in the A League or or things like that. Uh, you mean just w- what the defenders can put on you? Yeah, pretty much. You know how tough is it playing here in the A League compared to Europe? Yeah, um, I think it's just probably the the experience and and what you know their youth, how they've been developed, and um, and also they've got clubs of vast amounts of money where they can bring in very very good good players as well. So. I think we've seen with a couple that have come over. So Del Pierre that played a Melbourne victory, how how good he was as you know, a central defender now. We've had a couple more this season that we'll we'll get a we'll get a look at tomorrow night from Western Sydney with Ziegler. So so you know, we'll and and now Melbourne Victory have also brought in another I think German defender if I'm not if I'm not wrong. Um so, you know, they they've they've proven themselves, even in the A League when they come across that they're very good and 
So then we can only really imagine what the Boatangs and um, yeah, and the, and these likes of players from the Bynes and from the Dortmunds and the ones that are towards the top. But I, I think they they you know if we look at the depth of our German national team, even their second team is is unbelievable with the youth and the talent. So they've just got a they've got a factory where they're they're, they're just making these kids and um, <laughs> they and I think just just their depth of not just defenders but midfielders and goalkeepers. They've had a you know, an unbelievable record of having unbelievable goalkeepers. So very true. Um, yeah, these are as a as a growing football country. These are these are things we need to get look at and um, and see what they what they do right. Same with the likes of Croatia as a smaller country, how they're doing it. And um, if we can take a little bit from everyone and and then create our own, and 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 then yeah, we need to stick to that and and try to develop the players here too. Very good way to look at it, Daria. If there was one team, Daria, you could play for in Europe, who would it be? Ah, uh, Barcelona. They're, that's my team. So, so you follow could. Barcelona then? Yeah, that's that's my um, that's some. I think my first jersey I had was a Laudrup jersey. There was Barcelona, so there's always been that sort of yeah, yeah, that love for Barcelona. And then when Ronaldo was there, Maradona was there, which was probably I was a little bit too young for that. But with Ronaldo and um, and then yeah, then it, as Pep came in and followed their B team and with Messi when he started as well, and us being at the same age, you know, it was just incredible the the things that he was doing and so it's i've always been a i feel the most when when barcelona play like there's a bit of nervousness when they play that you, you want them to win and so that's sort of been there from a from a childhood so. speaking of barcelona you got to meet pep guardiola a few weeks ago uh how was that experience yeah it was it was a bit surreal you know when you were there and then we, we were told beforehand that he's coming and it's like well you know tomorrow night he, he'll be there and we'll have a meet and greet and you know, someone that I, I, you know, in a, I would love to be a coach as well. So it's someone you sort of look up to and aspire to be as good as him. And um, and I, I really admire the, the type of football he plays in Barcelona and Bayern Munich. Also from, um, you know, watching when he was with the B team and following that as well as much as I could back then, which was a bit harder because now it's much easier with the internet to, to pretty much follow every league in the world. <laughs> and um, But, yeah, just someone that's, you know, I think he's taken football now to another level. And yeah, definitely has. You can see now, even in the English Premier League, where the teams, lower teams, are playing out from the back. I watched um, Juventus Sassuolo and, you know, Sassuolo playing no problem. For they pressure. played well, didn't they? They played very well. So that was, you know, you, I was watching that. I'm like, you know, you can see that it's sort of that effect's taken over. And I know in Germany as well, with a lot of those younger coaches, are taking many aspects from Pep. And so he sort of revolutionised the game. And with yeah, the Premier has, League now, Sadi coming to Chelsea, Klopp going to Liverpool, Pochettino, Tottenham, and then we saw Wolves there keeping our 65, 70% possession and and doing very well for a team that just came up. And so I think it's it's sort of, um, yeah, it's it's changing the game. And I think a lot of that go, comes down to Pep and what he was able to achieve at, at Barcelona and then at Bayern and now obviously with Manchester City. Dario, when your career is all said and done, what is the one achievement you would like to have alongside your name? Um... I'd like to have a league champion, so that's that's the goal now. So that's definitely the goal to be now is, um, and also it would be nice now because we're playing the FFA Cup. So it'd be awesome to have also FFA Cup champion. So yeah, well, yeah. you guys are doing really well. Yeah, I think so too. We've been we've been working hard, and um, we're looking forward to tomorrow's challenge against West Sydney. We haven't seen much of them, and it's now the first time we'll we'll come up against them, and they've got a new coach, and so we're a bit un- we're unsure 
of what they're going to bring. But you know, we've we've prepared well. We'll yeah. We'll we'll play our football where we left off last season, and we've improved on that. So see. you know, again, it's a it's a knockout competition. It's a it's it's been a great platform for us in the preseason to have these competitive games and the cutthroat of cup games. It's win or go home, and um, so we're we're looking to extend it. We want to get into the semi final, and then you know we're we've given ourselves a great chance to bring more silverware to the club and. But I think also we've got that one eye where we're really we're really eager for the for the A League to begin. It's long preseason, so yeah, very long. <laughs> and, and with the derby, and you know, everyone's sort of looking a victory with the players they brought in. So we're we're looking forward to the challenge, and we're we're eager to kick off the season as well. Well, definitely, you guys are you know in prime form to go yeah. through. But we just heard this morning that Richard Delat has joined Melbourne City. What are your thoughts on having him as a teammate? Yeah, definitely. He'll bring experience and quality to the team, and he's a he's a great guy as well. He's already settled into the team like he's been here already with us for about a year. So, um, does he play tonight? I'm not too sure. I think he'll he'll be with the team. So the, I'm not sure what the what the boss will decide. So maybe he he, he looked at everyone today at training, and then um yeah. That's up to the Boston tomorrow to, enough, to make that decision. But I'm, but I'm pretty sure he's he's fit and he looks good at training. So I'm, I'm sure he'll be putting his hand up to to play for tomorrow. Yeah, well, look, he's a great acquisition for Melbourne City as he brings a winning mentality, obviously, from England and all the other leagues he's and played. And he has in. a lot of experience. Yeah, he does, 100%. And, he, and also he brings that um, – he's a winner. He's won the Premier League, so he'll bring that, that – um, that winning mentality, and and there's a, he's a great person for a lot of the kids as well to to learn off. And you know, you don't play that long in the in the prem and and Manchester United if you, if you don't have the the right professionalism and the right mindset. Exactly. So he's also a good good guy for us to have in the change room and and also for the young kids to learn from. Yeah, fantastic, um, Dario. You know, Melbourne City has fa- has um, you know bolstered in in transfers, and so is uh, Melbourne Victory. Yeah, what is the plan, Daria, to be the Kings of Melbourne? Yeah, that's right. you got you got the arch rival up in the first round. Um, I don't think we're looking to be the Kings of Melbourne. We're more <laughs> uh, our focus on being the Kings of the A-League. We want to, you know, we we feel as though we can match with anyone, yeah. and when we play at our best, that it'll be very, very difficult to deal with us. So we've, we've put together games where we've probably been 45 minutes, very, very good, 50 minutes, and now it's more where we're working, we're we're developing, we're trying to influence a game for longer periods. And I think if we can do that, then we'll really put teams to the sword, and we can put a few more goals away because we've got we've got goals in the front, especially with Bruno, who can we've seen can produce magic and score beautiful goals, and with the volley in the cup, also the finish outside the box, and um, and we've got other we've got other goal scorers as well. So we're all we'll all play our part to. I want him to break. I want Bruno to have his record back off Bobo. So we'll we'll do the best we can to set him up as many goals as possible. But you know, we'll and Daria Virasic as well. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll try to chip in there <laughs> with my with the goals and try help the team. But you know, as long as we're winning and we all play our part, I, th- I don't think anyone will be no one no one will be too too upset about who's scoring the goals. Definitely, definitely. Well, look, Dario, thanks for your time, mate. You've been an absolute legend, and good luck for the upcoming season. We'll definitely speak to you soon, I hope. Yeah, we hope to have you on during the, the season and get your thoughts on a few things. Not a problem. Hopefully we're yeah, many points clear. Yeah, we'll be. <laughs> then, it'll be then it'll be an easy trip. You've been an absolute superstar. <laughs> Take care, mate. See you, buddy. No worries. Thank you very much, guys. Bye-bye. What an awesome interview that was. Unbelievable. He's a great sport, I tell you what, mate. He's, and, you know, being so close... 
you know, with his dad and his dad having a lot of influence on his yeah, career. Yeah. You know, great insight on, you know, what it took for him to become the ultimate professional and, you know, play in the A-League and play, you know, in the Swiss League and, yeah, and in the German, in the Bundesliga. I like. particularly liked how he said about, you know, the, the current structure with the FFA and how the Australian Institute of Sport as well, the comparisons between them, which avenue he took, you know, which yeah. was good. No, very, very good insight. Thank you, Daria Virisic. You're a superstar, mate. Yep. But um, it's time to move on to Fan Talk for this week. Yes, fan talk. I love fan talk, Nick. I love it. I know it's your favourite. It's um, on fire this week. A few questions this week. Yep. Um, but let's kick off with our first one. Yes, our first question, Nick, is from Chris underscore Balutsis. I personally thought Ronaldo deserved the red card, but what is your opinion? What a moment that was. I know. Really, just to see it. That was the biggest I've thing never that seen happened. anything like that. Me neither. It was the biggest dive. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's definitely not a red card. I, so, how the hell does this guy what think is, it's a red what card? Is, what, is, what did Ronaldo get the red card for? Was it for the the tackle, or was it for touching the other player? It in was the head? touching the player in the head. I believe. Right? So that's what he got it for. Yeah, that is. I ridiculous. can understand. Like you know, you're not supposed to touch anyone, but there was no force. There was no like malice or anything. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? So no, like, no, no, just no. get up and move on. It's the same as when other players. When they're on the ground, rolling around like yeah. they're in what about pain, the, that's and right. they grab them to try and lift Stuff them up. Standards. You know what I mean? It's the same sort of thing. But yeah. just because he touched the head, you know, protected zone or whatever. So either this guy has not watched the match, or he's a Valencia fan. One of the two, because I don't know how you can think that's no, a red it's card. No, it's a good question. It's it is a good, good question, qu- but how you can think it's a red card is ridiculous. Um, I can see both sides of the argument. Personally, I, I don't think it was a bit soft. It's a very soft. Um, it's definitely not even a yellow. It's just a ref. It's a yellow. No, it's not. It's a yellow. The ref, all, all the ref had to do Mate, was go in there. it has to be a yellow. How can it not be a yellow? Mate, in Italy two weeks ago, a guy spat on another player, right? Gets a red, a red. And you're given a red for some guy that yes, padded. that's right. That is ridiculous. Right, it's not a red, but it's a yellow. No you, red. You can't touch players like that. Come on. Um, it's a different time. Okay. Maybe, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's when right. They were when there was Roy Keane and... In with, <laughs> When they were lunging in with studs up and everything. Yeah, Mr. Roy King. times have changed. Yes. Uh, our next question. Go for it. Yep, Damiano.cnt. This guy always keeps popping up, yeah. by the way. I want to <laughs> meet you one day, Damiano. That's it. How long till the special one gets sacked? Zidane is patiently waiting. Well, <laughs> we've had it. Robbie Trash also asked the same question, you know. Why isn't Marino sacked? Yeah, so we answered both your questions. Why, Why? do you need to be sacked? Oh, just because we drew the Wolves, a team who bolstered with I think it's you know, because quality players, right? Yeah, and who took City to a draw as well. Yeah, right? with the offside goal there, though. Uh, I know Robbie. I've I've seen his profile. He's a big Liverpool supporter there, so I think it's a bit of bias. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. But you know what I mean. There's no you reason don't think to sack. So the answer, you know, both the greatest question. coach going around at All the right, moment. So you don't think. These inconsistencies in week in, week out, not being able to back up wins constantly like you yeah. were before is a big red flag for them to sack him. You know what I mean? Let's no, say look, let's say you win, draw, draw, win, win, draw, draw. Where where does that leave you guys as a club? Well, look, if there's no improvement on last season or, you know, we're worse off than we were last season, maybe it is time to let him go. But not not at game week six or seven, whatever so it is. So you think give him till the end of the season? Well, of course. Of course, you can't. Unless we go on like a 10-game losing streak. Unless you become like Roma. Yeah, or like <laughs> we, we become like Take Roma. Oh, my God. Um, you know, then I'd say, yeah, maybe call for his head. But it's Jose Mourinho. 
He knows what he's doing. He's won titles all around the world. He's won more than Klopp and Guardiola put together. Okay. Right? Leave, give the man some space, you know, instead of criticising him and saying Pogba wants to leave and they hate each other. And Zidane, that, but that, Zidane's that, waiting. Well, well Zidane's gone um, and spoken to David Beckham's MLS team. Oh, okay. Miami. Uh, so Beckham's doing you guys a favour by getting... <laughs> well, no. apparently he's going to go and, and, and coach in Miami, so we'll That's see how sad. that goes. But, no, nah, Mourinho's here to stay. Okay. He's going to win titles. There you have it, guys. Mourinho's here to stay. And um, our last question... Comes from Liam underscore Priv fifteen. What do you think about Liverpool's season start? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, great question. Um, Thank you, Liam. We get we get these Liverpool questions a lot every like, week, every week. But um, I touched on it a bit before. I think it's all luck at the moment. So you think it's no um, substance? No substance. I feel like it's going to come a point in the next couple of weeks where they're going to start going on the decline, and you know the cream will rise to the top. You know, all the other Does that start with surpass. this weekend? Or? Well, this week they got a massive game, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So you think um, it's a bluff? I think it's a bluff. Okay. Actually, let's talk about it right now. You know, they got Chelsea twice. They got them in the League Cup. Yeah. And then they got them they in, got the, him in the League, League Cup tomorrow and the Premier League over right? the weekend. Two, two games. So oh. depending, will they feel the same teams? This will be interesting to compare how yeah. they approach the games. We'll do this next week. But our game of the week next week will be Liverpool, Liverpool and Chelsea. Yeah. What's your Top tip of the quickly? table clash. What's your tip? I think it's going to be a draw. I'm, I'm going with Chelsea. I think Chelsea will wreck them. I don't, I don't see. I don't see anyone winning. I think it's just going to be a draw. Okay. Um, maybe you're maybe hoping Chelsea. Chel- I hope well, Chelsea. I think will win in the League Cup. I, I don't think Liverpool will. Okay. Uh, be in it to win it. Yep. Really. Um, much like United this mo- yeah. today. Um, but I think it will be a draw. Um, you know, top of the table clash, very interesting. I can't wait, you know. Yeah. And if Liverpool lose, that's just a bonus, mate. <laughs> and that's uh, been Fan Talk. Yes. We've also got some big games coming up this week, Nick. Yeah, another top of the table clash. Yeah. How, how, like, mate, this is ridiculous. How weird is it that it works these games. Out? I'm shaking. You've got Juve and Napoli, top of the table oh, in the Serie A. I want Napoli. As we mentioned, Liverpool and Chelsea, top of the table clash. In game of the England, week next yeah. week. We've got a massive, massive derby. Yeah. The team that lost to Bologna. <laughs> Roma versus Lazio. Yeah. Who's the bigger team, Stefan? Oh, come I think Lazio, on, mate. mate. Get out of they're here. Gonna show, they're going to show their substance. Oh. Um, we also got another derby. Yeah, in Madrid. Yeah, the Madrid derby. Real, Real versus Atletico. Yeah. That should be a very good game. Yeah, they're all going to be great games, I'm sure. Um yeah, so they're the ones to look forward to this coming weekend. Yep. So not the midweek game weeks, yep. but this coming weekend. And, yeah, that pretty much wraps up our episode 17. Don't forget, guys, to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, iTunes and Spotify, all at Coach Killers Podcast. And also, on a Sunday morning, after a big night of partying, <laughs> dancing, listening to the Coach Killers Podcast, you know, when the Jehovah's come and knock on your door... Tell them the good word. The Coach Killers podcast is absolutely amazing, you know, and tell them to check it out. They won't regret it. And as always, you have all been great, and we've been the Coach Killers podcast. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Lots of your map.